and it. Oh, yeah. recording progress, that's weird. Um, <laughs> and here we are back in with the Fisticuffs podcast. We have Summer Only. So, how the devil are we doing? What's going on in your world? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a little while doing these. So, let's see if we remember how to do it. Let's work it out. Um, yeah. So, first and foremost, watching your fights back, you're absolutely terrifying, very impressive. Um, next one, you're quite a few booked actually at the minute. So, regards of that, then, how would you like to focus these fights? Obviously, it's one at a time, but is it just a general camp? Is it opponent specific? How are you managing your sort of preparations? Um, yeah, it's like a general camp at the moment. Um, we do tend to watch people's fights, um, see what they're good at. Um, and obviously, with my next opponent, there isn't much footage. Um, so, we're, we know that she's um, obviously quite good at jiu-jitsu. So, um, you know, we're we're kind of doing a lot more groundwork, but um, yeah, with, with camps, it's kind of a, a lot of general stuff. We'll, we'll be going over all the different phases and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, it's pretty general at the moment. And then we'll be going through fight plans and, you know, what, you know, fight, fight. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> things, <laughs> fight related things. But this is yeah. sort of the interesting part with this, because again, like the nature of general progression is, you know, yourself. Like you've got mm-hmm. two fights on your record, but you know for a while you're a different person coming into this this third one, the fourth one, and so on and so forth. So it's kind of I don't know the the background research is kind of arbitrary. More so with your preparation, do you have a fight camp per se, or is it more just general training with certain things changed? Um, in general, I've I like I train like loads. I train like five six times a week anyway. Um, with fight camp, um, it's a little bit more intense. We we normally train like either in the morning and at night or you know just at night but when we do train at night it's like two or three hours because a lot of us work nine to five um so we train mostly at night but um in this fight camp we've incorporated strength and conditioning like I've, I've never done that before um but yeah it, it's normally normally I'm pretty intense when I train anyway so um it's just a little bit more intense this time um and obviously like we, we're going over specific things that like someone in the fight camp might need um but yeah it, it, it's pretty intense all year round but yeah just you know a lot more sparring I guess in my fight camps and stuff but obviously now it's kind of we're reading off that a little bit now that it's coming actual to like fight pretty soon but but yeah it's um nothing really specific unless like you know obviously we watch their fights and we, we know that they're good at something or we need to practice our defense on something but, but yeah it's a, it's pretty intense all year round if I'm honest that's kind of the fun of it so with your we said a lot of sparring is that the open sort of full MMA sparring is that positional sort of things what sort of sparring are you doing um yeah so we, we go down to um Ronin MMA every Tuesday in Birmingham um and we we train there um every Tuesday morning sometimes Thursday mornings um because they've got a lot of um pro fighters and they've got a lot of like high level amateur fighters um there's normally quite a lot of girls that go down there as well so it's, it's good for me because I don't really train with a lot of women um but yeah like the, the sparring is mostly MMA and then obviously we're like a predominantly a jiu-jitsu gym so we do a lot of positional sparring like if you're in tough spots like against the wall or you know under side control or under mount like it's a lot of pressure sparring so yeah it's a lot of specific sparring in jiu-jitsu we'll do like you know obviously wrestling we'll do um, MMA rounds with like big gloves or like six ounce gloves um, it, it, it ranges all the time but it's majority like MMA sparring so like we, we do takedowns and uh, ground fighting as well So with that as well obviously um, we've only obviously seen the picture we've got Mr Mullins there like Megan Morris again you've got a lot of um, high 
I'd say a high talent, high level talent. Got my words on my shirt. It's quite good, isn't it? Quite a high, <laughs> high, good level talent. English speaking, <laughs> English is my first language. I promise. It's all good. But um, yeah, so a lot of highly experienced competitors there as well. Definitely good getting a more specific kind of sparring partners in. Now, yeah. regards of how you're planning out your sessions as such, you say about doing the wrestling, doing the big club sparring. Do you do MMA based wrestling sort of sessions? Is it strict wrestling and then MMA as a separate entity? Um, yeah, it's probably two separate uh, sessions, really. So we'll do like a lot of takedown sparring, but then, you know, we'll, we'll do like setting up in MMA, like a little bit more of like the striking, like how would you enter for this and mm. counter and stuff. So, yeah, it, it's, I guess we do two different sessions, really. Yeah. That's interesting because we're training at sort of the Gracie Barhas again. I've heard um, similar sort of things where it's the separate martial arts and then the MMA is a separate thing. And I hear a lot of people doing their grappling separately to their MMA, doing their striking separate to MMA and then trying to put it together gets a bit messy sometimes. But having yeah. watched your fights back, the way you're sort of using your wall work as well, I was very impressed with it. So with your the wall takedowns, is that normally a preference for yourself or is that just how things pan out normally? Um, I mean, that that... I mean, we did we did want to do that in our last couple of fights. We wanted to back them up and get up against the cage. Um, we didn't. We we did quite a lot of um, wall specific sparring for that one, Mister. Uh, and we practice a lot of wall sparring at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like when when you start practicing martial arts in different forms and you don't like incorporate them in like all together, it does get like a bit messy. And um, we like I definitely think that jujitsu for MMA is completely different to jiu-jitsu when you're just competing in like tournaments and stuff because you know, <laughs> you're not getting hit in the face when when you're competing in IBJJF like and in your MMA fight it's um it's so different like you know like with half guard like deep half guard and, and you know like hook guard and stuff you're not going to be trying that K guards you know? and the rest of it. yeah exactly exactly all these like you know crazy positions and then crazy submissions but you know yeah, it's, it's completely different. So when we do do grappling, we always have MMA gloves on and we always, like, make sure that, you know, we're, we're putting ground and pound on if, you know, it's open for it. But, um, but yeah, so, so we try and, like, incorporate all the martial arts all together. Otherwise, you know, it, you, you treat them quite separately when actually you need to be merging them all. Oh, definitely. In regards of, like, general progression through camp anyway, how is your, I don't know, how's your mindset throughout it normally? Is it fluctuate quite a lot? Is it normally quite consistent? Because obviously with working, as well trying to be a functioning adult and also doing an MMA fight, which aren't the same thing normally. It's yeah. a bit of a, a messy combination. How do you find sort of managing the sort of mental side of a fight camp and preparations? Uh, it's so up and down. Like if there, there's some days where like, uh, I'll just have a breakdown and go home and be like, am I even good at this? Um, and then there'll be some days where I'm like, oh my God, I'm amazing. Honestly, this is going to go so well. Um, but yeah, like I have, the craziest ups and downs all the time like I think that's human if you're not like you know if you're not either crying on the mat or having like you know if you're really mad at yourself or something like that like I feel like you, you're trying hard because it, it means a lot to you um so the amount of times that I'll have a hard sparring session or a hard training session and you know there are other things going on in your life um it sucks but um yeah, you just have to get on with it like you know you, you might need like a little pep talk or something someone like patting you on the shoulder and be like don't worry it'll be all right and then you're like okay i hope you're fine it's fine um but yeah it's just um like like i don't know it it yeah you do get bad sessions but i mean most of the time it starts off really bad because you know like either you're not been training a lot like obviously of lockdown our gym was really really strict and we didn't 
you know, we had to do online classes all the time, so we could never really spar that much. Um, so, yeah, at the start of this one, it was quite, it started off quite low. Everyone's like fitness wasn't amazing. And it's kind of got, it shot up and then it goes down and it chokes up again. But I'm feeling good at the moment, which is always good. I'm not about always good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, balancing your life and in a fight camp and a full-time job is, is pretty hard. So yeah, like the, the mental side of it, I think, you know, it's just to enjoy it. I think a lot of the time I take it not too seriously because I, I want to take it seriously. But, um, you know, it's my third amateur fight. It's, you know, I'll do the best I can. And I'll, I'll, I, if I turn up as much as I, I can to train, which I do, and I, I train my hardest, like that, that's, that's all I can ask of myself. Like, I think a lot of the time I put a lot of pressure on myself um, when actually I don't need to. I don't really need to. I don't know why I'm doing it. I think it's just I expect a lot of myself. I expect myself to do pretty well. Um, so, you know, if my training session goes pretty poorly, I take it, I, like, I just go home and I'm like, oh my God, that was awful. But yeah, I, it's just um, up and down, but at the moment it's up, so that's good. Right. That's anyway, there's often the rest of it. So when you talk about, so I'm going too much detail with this, but what does a bad session look like for you? Is it a case of losing the rounds in a scoring point of view? Is it not winning by enough? Is it not pulling up certain techniques? What is your general reference points for a good versus a bad session? It's just when like things don't come together, like say, say if we've in a specific move and you know my partner opens it up for me like not on purpose but you know it just happens and I don't I don't click and I don't get it and we've been drilling it over and over and I'm like oh my god why didn't I why didn't I see that and it would just be like if I get mauled basically if if you know I don't mind getting mauled occasionally you know sometimes people are like better on the yeah <laughs> everyone has to like when I was on the jiu-jitsu team I got mauled all the time I was like you know going against purple brown and black belts all the time I was smaller than most people and like you, you know you do you get you get like beaten by a lot of people but you know I think getting beaten by high level people is is obviously good you know it's good to go against high level opponents it's good to go against people that are you're you know heavier than you so when you go against someone your own size you know you don't feel as out of, out of your league or whatever but yeah a bad session is normally you know when I, I just get frustrated with myself because I know like, you know, you, you're better than this, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't pan out in the training session yeah, and you just get frustrated and things aren't coming together. But yeah, a lot, a, a lot of the time it, it's just, you can let it go. You know, you just had a bad session, but then when it strings together and you do a couple of sessions that are bad and you're like, Oh my God, it's really, really frustrating. But I'm sure you can, you know, like what I mean, like sometimes you just get a bad session and you know, you just want to throw a hissy fit and just forget about it. But yeah, that, that's that's normally what it is. It's just it's bad, bad sparring, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean what's the fight camp without tears and injuries? You know what I mean? Like crying in the back room after sparring because it didn't go your way. Like it's not like <laughs> pretend's the first time, you know. It's not <laughs> yeah, first really, like, don't you about that. Yeah. I'm throwing my gloves off the mat, I'm going into the toilet, I'm having a hissy fit. Just leave me alone for five that's minutes. That's the rules, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but this is something I want to sort of I don't know, put a bit more light and appreciate what you're going through there. Cause again, outside of what an amateur fight is. What amateur mm. fights were versus what they are now. It's borderline a professional fight. Shout to um Clocky T from um SPG Manchester about this. It says amateur is just a way of them not to pay you because yeah. <laughs> essentially it's the same as a pro fight. Obviously, the stand is different, the gloves are different, but that's not much more in it. Obviously, no. the level steps up, but regards to the way you have to train for it, the levels you've got to set yourself. Like yeah. with your SNC, what is your general how many days are you doing that? And is it the same on like normal training days in the evening? Mm -hmm. so we do um two or three sessions a week um 
we normally do like uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, and yeah they're, yeah, they're completely separate. So we normally do them on the mornings. Um, so it's just a lot of like strength stuff, um, a lot of cardio work. Um, obviously, like I said before, like, this is the first time I've done strength and conditioning. Like before, I never, I, all I did was train MMA or Jiu Jitsu. That's all I did. Um, and it's like, it's crazy how much stronger I feel now um, like, compared to my last fight camps. Like, I was walking around a lot slimmer a lot skinnier not skinnier but I was just a lot smaller was um than I am now um I feel a lot stronger a lot fitter so I'm I'm hoping that it'll like it'll show in the cage when I'm when I'm next in there but yeah it's um it's it's crazy how much time and effort amateur fighters put into their fight camps now and it? it's it's just mental like you know five years ago when were they doing strength and conditioning now like it's almost like a full-time job isn't it like I think a lot of amateurs have to go full time just because like the, the level now is just so high that you're an idiot if you don't do strength conditioning and nutrition and, you know, everything, you know, you need to do everything like a professional's doing. So, yeah, it is it is insane, like the high level that you come against now in amateur. I mean, it's the best worst problem to have really with this because, again, the standard sets up so then everyone has to improve. And then yeah. naturally, look, everyone's in much better shape. They're performing much better. And, you know, yes, it's harder, but look at the results. And again, you know, yourself, how you're performing and how your standards are setting higher and higher. And with your strength conditioning in a bit more detail, just more so, is it, who's RPE, for example, rate of perceived exertion, how hard are these sessions? So say if you've got training in the evening, is the morning session going to be like a seven, like a 10, quite a burnout one for you to recover afterwards? Or is it like a lot of threes and fours that tick you on? What's the general sort of... I don't know, intensity. Um, it, it's quite high, to be fair. Like, you know, the, the actual, when, we, when we're working specifically on our strength stuff, I suppose that's maybe a little bit lower, like maybe a six or a seven. But there are sessions when we're working on more of our cardio and trying to get our um, heart rates up and stuff like that. So, you know, when we do circuit training or something like that, like I'm, I'm, I'm hitting like eight and nine. Like I'm, I'm literally can't get a sentence out. I'm lying on the floor, almost crying. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah yeah <laughs> there's a lot of tears in my cams clearly um but yeah um no it, you have like I feel like you know we do like if you do 30 seconds off and 10 seconds off for in, uh 30 seconds on and 10 seconds off for instance like going in between sets um you have to like our, our coach makes us go full out like full ham we're, we're going in and you know if you do it there, then it like in your fight camp, you know that you've tried your hardest on these strength uh, condition sessions. So I just feel like there's no point not going, you know, full in when you're doing it because you know then your cardio is better, then your body responds to it, and your body gets better, doesn't it? So yeah, it just it just makes sense for those kind of sessions that yeah I normally hit like a nine, nine yeah uh, is pretty intense. Now here's a, a strange question: Do you feel more nervous before those sessions or sparring sessions? Mm, sparring sparring always sparring I, ju I just think like I, I don't know like the the people that I spar with are like, so good like my sparring partners are so good like stand up and wrestling and jiu-jitsu so I know that they they always bring their a-game especially in a fight camp like they put it on me um which I obviously love I love them for it I love them beating me up um but yeah with um with strength conditioning like I, I don't I don't really get nervous like I, I actually quite enjoy it weirdly I like being put to my limit but um yeah the sparring is definitely not I wouldn't even find it like it's not nerve-wracking it's just um I know obviously with certain conditioning like your mind has got to be focused in it as well but sparring it's like you, you properly got to be switched on you've got to be focused otherwise 
you know people will catch you out and that they'll know that you're not focused on it so I think sparring is um it's a lot more not, not nerve-wracking but it's a you've got to turn up for it a little bit more I think I think yeah Oh, 100%. And a bit more into the sparring side of things, obviously, we're going to go into intricacies because obviously, you know, it's a bit of you know, behind closed door stuff. Um, when it comes to you having the rounds, we'll go with intensity first. Is it basically a fight without a crowd or is it touch butt? What's that sort of scale? So 10 is a fight without a crowd and one is touch butt in the park with your mates. In the words of, is that like, as you know, you know, poor town sort of thing? Uh, um, there are, like, my last session, um, with, like, when we were sparring, it was, it was like, like a 10 like we were, we were going a little bit a little bit a little bit hard a little bit too hard to be honest um but normally I'd say it's um I'd say it's between a six maybe like a five and a six like it's not like especially with bumper gloves like I'm not we're not like punching people to like hurt them because obviously it, you know it's a lot more a lot more impact when when you have smaller gloves on um so when it's like when we've got bigger gloves on it might be like a little bit harder um but like with body and legs and, and, and you know, to take down and stuff like that, it, it's normally like pretty intense, but um, headshots and stuff like that, like obviously wear headgear anyway, but um, we just go a little bit less on that. Um, unless it's, you know, unless our coach says, I, I want you to go a little bit harder on each other, um, then then obviously we'll go harder. But I mean, majority of our sparring is, is a bit more technical. Like we don't, mm. you know, I don't, I don't want to hurt my training partners, like especially like, you know, four weeks out of their fights as well. So we tend to keep it a little bit, a little bit more, yeah, towards the fives and six. But you know that there'll be it, it range. It totally ranges. Like when we go to to Birmingham, it's a bit more, it's a little bit more intense. Like we'll do ten five minute rounds, and like it'll be it'll be full on MMA. Um, so they are super intense, and like you know you get a minute in between your rounds, and you got to pick yourself up and, and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it, it definitely ranges depending on the session, but. You know, if, if like every, everyone's had like a really rough week and it comes to Saturday and we're just a bit like, oh, maybe we'll just do, you know, we'll do some touch sparring today instead of like full on, then yeah, it just depends on how everyone's feeling, I'm guessing. Like, you know, especially getting closer to the fight. I know, you know, if you're a bit tired, then you're more injury prone because you're not as focused and stuff like that. So we try and go a little bit easier towards the fight. Yeah, again, it's all sort of calibration phase as well because the nature of what sparring is outside of mm -hmm. practice fighting is preparing. And if your preparation is yep. being more detrimental, then, you know, beneficial is a bit of a conversation to be had somewhere. But again, it's that weird medium of hard enough to develop but not too much that you sort of take damage again. It's that sort of exactly. And one question I wanted to ask you, when you're having your spars, are you scoring them as if it's being judged in a fight? Or is it just sort of exchange for exchange to try to get the best of it as you're going along? Um, most of the time, it's like, if I've been practicing something, say in like, you know, there, there's a certain combination I want to, I want to have, I want to implement in my game and that I've been drilling a lot. Um, that's, that's what I tend to base it on is like, if there's something that I'm working on and I want to get inspiring and, you know, I land it and I land it a couple of times, then I'll take that as a way as like, you know, that that's a good round for me. Like, obviously, you know, I, I want to win the round when I'm, when I'm sparring people, but like, it's, I think, like to me it's more important like you know there are certain shots that like say I always land for instance maybe not I don't know but yeah there, there are certain things that I always go for and I know that like they work well for instance but um you know if I'm I'm training a certain combination I'm trying to go for a certain takedown and I get that and I like I lose the rest of the round then in my mind I'm like yeah no but I got that takedown that I wanted so like I, I have things that are like maybe the same firing that I like I want to to hit 
on someone or I want to do a takedown or a submission that I've been working on. And if I get that, like, that's a proper good day for me. Like, I've, I've won in my mind. But, but yeah, like, there are some days where it's just like, yeah, all I want to do is just, just like, throw down with someone and see see if I can and win around. But, yeah, the majority of the time, it's pretty technical. I like to try and keep it focused on, like, a technique that I've been working on instead. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because, again, this is the nature of how ambiguous training is. Like, mm-hmm. who won the round depends on the night, depends on who decides who wants to judge it. But like how you're saying, you've got like goals to sort of tick off. Say, okay, I'm going for this specific entry, this specific thing. And that's sort of what sparring's going to be there for, to sort of build in with resistance and gradually, like some of you put on extra weight as you sort of build up the technique, you add yeah. in resistance. So now it's good to hear you've um, got different perspectives on the thing. Because this is where, I don't know, fight camps hinder people's development when they're peaking, because obviously you try not to learn. You try to just, I don't know, sharpen, I think that's the choice of words. And try yeah, to get yeah. so specific so to be able to keep that open mind that's sort of goal specific sort of mindset mm-hmm. is definitely reassuring now regards of nutrition obviously i'm and dean kirk obviously um training with yourself yeah <laughs> um how involved is he with your nutrition at the minute uh super involved super involved i have to like talk not like i have to uh, like he's, he's one of my closest friends anyway so i update him all the time on, on like where i am in my weight like how i'm feeling like energy wise um what's going well what's going bad um but yeah like he he's um he's normally like in charge maybe like I think I think he gave me something to work on maybe like six weeks ago so following a nutrition plan for already six weeks and um yeah um I I work with him proper proper close like I I speak to him up like every day about um so so yeah he's um he's very involved in what I eat at the moment regards of what you're actually eating now is yeah. it the same every day, rinse and repeat? You know, fish and a rice cake kind of energy, or is it a bit more mixed fish up with rice and, yeah. fish and a train and our fish yeah. <laughs> and our rice? And then a train, a fish, and then a rice cake. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and then fish. <laughs> it's funny because I actually have rice cakes in my diet, and every time fish I have well. it, I just think in my mind, like fish and a rice cake. Like, that's all I think about. But yeah, um, oh, sorry, I forgot. And then a train. <laughs> What was the question sorry I'm, I'm is your diet run to repeat fish and rice cake energy or is it mixed yeah, up yeah. all calorie oriented um no it, it's like i'm i'm pretty much like a robot in a fight camp with my diet once i get into it like i'm pretty used to it like uh i have like porridge every morning chicken veg and rice at lunch and then the same thing like for my snacks um yeah like i treat it, it apart from like the weekends where like it's a bit more flexible because like on Saturdays my intensity for training like I'm in a lot of the time so um so Dean always tells me to eat a lot more calories on a Saturday and it's a lot more relaxed on the weekend but yeah Monday to Friday it is literally the same thing rinse and repeat but that's actually how I like it because then I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat it's it's literally like I know exactly what I'm eating I do my meal prep at the start and then I just take my little lunch boxes and that's all I have so it's pretty easy for me to follow yeah with the porridge Okay, this is this is an art. Tell me how you do your porridge. Uh, you know what? I, I I measure out my milk, put that in the pan, then I put some water in it, then I put my oats, then I put <laughs> some cinnamon in it, and then mix that around, make that, then I have some berries, and then, I, and then when it's cooled down, I put my protein powder in. But sometimes it goes a bit lumpy. I don't think I'm very good at that bit. And then I pour it out into my berries, dark chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, nasty. so you just said, oh, just porridge. That's not just porridge. That's art. That no, that's art. 
that that's like a porridge for a queen really isn't it mm. that's um, like it's pro tip with the powder the way i do mm. mine i put the scoop of protein with the oats as is so it breaks it down and mix it all together or mm. pre-mix it in the water otherwise it gets too stodgy anyway. oh. hey listen Someone to the comments podcast she's every day is a school day so what this is yeah, yeah. Day is school day. i've been i've been like having stodgy porridge for like six months now and it's finally, it finally makes sense to just do it at the start. So yes, I'll do that next time. Yeah, you're welcome. And mine's pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Mine just um, measure out the oats, whack it in a bowl, boil the kettle, whilst it's boiling, put the scoop of protein in, give it a mix up, and then separate bowl or like a chopping board thing. Chop up my veg, my veg, my fruit, get the banana, get the get the berries, all that. Because mix it separately, otherwise it gets a bit weird. So you yeah. pour it in, give it a stir, and drop it in, and there you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's squirt of honey if I'm feeling a bit saucy, but you know, we move. That is a bit crazy. You should calm down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you know, one thing at a time, you know, got to make feather yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, regards to your cut, anyway, is it quite a big cut from where you're walking around at now to Batman? No, I think obviously I'm a lot bigger this time round because of, I think I've put on a bit more muscle. Okay, so, yeah, put on a bit of muscle, you know how it is. Um, but no, that. Like especially in my last my last fight camps, I I didn't really do a wake up. Um, I think I didn't drink water from like three pm onwards, but I didn't have to go in the sauna. I didn't have to do a bath or anything like that. Um, this time around, I might have to actually do a little bit more of a wake up, but nothing too big. It won't be like I'm trying to lose ten kilograms in one day. Um, I hope not. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> that'd be insane, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, um. No, it shouldn't be like a massive weight cut. It'll be a bigger weight cut than before because I didn't do one. But, um, but yeah, I'm walking around a little bit bigger this time around. But um, I trust in Dean. I trust that he knows what he's doing because he's done it so many times and he's pretty good at what he does. So, um, yeah, he, he seems to think that it's going to go well. So it should go well. Exactly that. He's exactly right. me and made my friends um, make weight and, you know, perform as yeah. well. That's the biggest difference with yeah. um, Dean. So everyone listening now who does their own nutrition, if you're feeling fatigued during your sessions and feeling a bit sluggish and a bit, the biggest thing here is anxiety to sort of work out what to eat and how much to eat and how far off I am and when mm-hmm. I can and can't eat certain things. Speak to Dean. Just, just yeah, just, do yourself a favor. Speak to Dean Cup. He'll sort you right out. So he is the man. And he he's is the man. He's not going to be the one who's going to let you through the silly weight cuts, but he'll make sure it's not a silly weight cut. That's the biggest difference. No, you'll <laughs> no, look after it. He's, he's, he's good at what he does. Yes, we're we're like proper we're proper bigging him up, aren't we? Well, we've got to be a little bit. So yeah. we've got to use him. So you know, you got to support your boys. He's exactly. um, he's been good to me. So it's only only begging him a bit of recognition. Now, yeah. regards of I don't know, switching off because the nature of what you're doing now, you're full time in everything and such, full time working, mm-hmm. full time training, and also preparing for a fight, which aren't the same thing. How mm-hmm. do you find having that break? Do you have your time away from? thinking and worrying and concerning and training um yeah maybe like on a sunday sundays are my 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 days away from i don't have to do anything really but then on top of that i do a little bit of freelance work as well so free like i normally do freelance work on sunday so i'm a graphic designer so i do my full-time job i train and then i do freelance on top of that so sunday's normally like my freelance day so I don't really have to think about anything to do with fighting or my job. It's quite like it's quite a nice break, really, because you know I, I get to do something that I actually want to do. It's a bit more, um, bit more fun. So yeah, it's normally Sundays, and then you know 
maybe on my lunch hours I might have a break from not thinking about stuff but then I start thinking that like I start like going on mmafighting.com and I start reading articles about MMA so really and then like before I go I normally start thinking about my fight and I start visualizing it so I don't really turn off I really should but you know sometimes they'll be like I'll be watching a, a someone do um like a jiu-jitsu move or something when they're trying to teach the class and I'm watching it but I'm actually not watching it I'm focusing on my fight and thinking what am I going to do if this happens what am I going to do if that happens and I'm so like I'll just I'll I'll drift off really badly and then like they'll, they'll be like right everyone get that and I'm like oh One, no two, three. <laughs> <laughs> happen, like look at my partner like were you watching because I was not paying attention <laughs> it's really bad but um yeah I I, I I tend to find that on Sundays I normally take a break from fighting and my job which which is much needed most of the time yeah that, that's my answer there's a lot to go into that really let's go with the visualization yeah. first how yeah. detailed is that? So say the fight night itself, what is your reference point from your, say your debut, but even a reference point at that stage? How, mm-hmm. what is your visualization, visualization looking like? Um, I normally like visualize how I'd like the fight to end. Um, how, what would happen if, you know, I took them down or they took me down or I was against the wall. It, like, I, I try and visualize good things happening I, I, I never try and focus I, I never really visualize me being any danger because then I think it like it plays up in your mind that oh shit what if that happens in the fight or you know and then you start doubting yourself even though you haven't even done anything in a fight yet um so I try to tend well I tend to always think like how I would envision the fight going if like it was the perfect fight for me you know w- would I try and knock them out would I try and sub them or you know does it go to a decision um most of the time I do I, yeah I do I do like visualize me finishing an opponent because I like I, you know I, I don't like well so I've only had two fights so far so good yeah undefeated so far <laughs> but yeah I, I yeah I don't I, I don't like it I wouldn't like it to go to the judges I'd much rather finish a fight um so then yeah I like to visualize me like how how I'd finish it you know even maybe walk into the cage what the cage will look like. Um, I think with the next fight, I think it's in Birmingham, so I don't really know what that's about. Um, so I can't really visualise the venue and stuff like that. But yeah, I just um, I visualise how I'd like the fight to start, how I'd like it to end, really. That's it. I mean, this is the sort of thing, when you have more reference points, it gets more intricate. Remember my last one? Because I fought in the same venue prior to that, literally remembering what it all looked like, what the cage felt like, all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Even the weird smell was like, little things yeah. like that. It's a really strange sort of thing, but... I'd say everyone listening yeah. now, visualization was something I used to think was very wishy washy, very like, you know, a bit hippie different muscle, mm-hmm. say, all my meditate yeah. in the corner. But no, it's actually a lot more to it. And yeah. if you're someone who panics on a day and is one of these a bit flustered, it definitely takes a bit of the sting out of it. Like, mm-hmm. how are you on fight day? What's your general like, headspace like? What's your composure like? What's your, I don't know, what are you like? I'm, I'm, I'm really chill most of the time. You know, I used to get more nervous going to jiu jitsu competitions than mm. MMA fights. Which, are, which a lot of people think is really weird because you're not I'm getting sorry. hit. It's it's not as um obviously like an MMA fight you're only training for one person, but you like in jiu-jitsu, like you don't know who you're going to fight normally when you turn up. It's just like you might have six fights, you might have four. Um, so you still get way more nervous for those. Um, in MMA, like both of my last fights, I got nervous when I found out who my opponent was, um, and then my fight camp was totally cool. And then when I woke up on fight day, it was like I was driving to the venues. It didn't even feel like I was fighting. 
I was just chatting to my mates about like, oh, what am I going to have after my after my fight? What food am I going to have? What bar are we going to? It was like I wasn't even focused on my fight. I probably should have been a little bit more, a uh, little bit on it. Um, but yeah, because I, 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 <laughs> I just turn up to the venue. Oh yeah, I forget I'm fighting today, idiot. Um, but yeah, I, I get there and then um, you know we get there pretty early normally, and then and then we'll find a place to you know start like set everything up. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I'm very relaxed actually. Like, I, I can imagine like that. You know, the more in, like obviously my total fight in September, I might not be as relaxed because it's you know like it's a total fight. Um, but yeah, like the last couple of fights, I've been I've been pretty relaxed. I've been you know like just before you go like maybe when I arrive there, have some food. I'll probably like um, find a place to have maybe like a little nap or something. Like just close my eyes and and then do some more visualization. Um, but yeah, on on the day I am pretty chill. I think um, my last fight I was um, I don't know. It looked like I'm really angry when I finished the fight, didn't it? I got up and it looked like I wasn't even happy about it. Um, I don't know why that was. Um, I was pretty happy before. Um, quite happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, <laughs> I should have been a little bit happier, but I looked like I, I don't know. I just looked like I got slapped in the face a little bit. But um, yeah, after like most of the time, I'm pretty chill. And then afterwards, it's like the first fight was like cloud nine. It was like the best feeling I've ever had. I, I was like buzzing for at least two or three days afterwards. Like, oh, I fought on the weekend. Yeah, only two or three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was it? Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. this is something that's quite interesting with everything. How you sort of manage that because the nature of how you're performing versus how your anxiety is. It's a very interesting thing, especially when you say about jujitsu because I get that jujitsu competitions for some reason are so weirdly like nerve-wracking. I don't know. I think it's the fact it's meant to be. It's only jujitsu, but it's not. It feels way harder than it is. It feels way yeah. more intense. Yeah, and like being ground level, you're with everyone, you see everything, you don't know what's going on, you're in the sort of heat mm-hmm. of it. Whereas I'm a mate, you're kind of off in some fucking like changing room in like the middle of nowhere. Is nap yeah. mats on the floor, you're trying to warm up in like I don't know, just it's all a bit I don't know, it, yeah. feels, it feels completely different, it's worlds apart. I don't know why. But no, yeah. Okay. Fantastic on that. With um jujitsu competitions then, do you have competition camps, perhaps, or just sort of show up and see nah. you get on? Completely wing it. Just show up, see what happens. Um, <laughs> no we don't I, I I because I was only really competing at I, I competed at white and blue belt I wasn't it wasn't like I was on grappling shows where I like I knew my opponent and like I knew what they were good at um it was kind of like there'd be you know there would have game plans in jiu-jitsu like when we when we did team training and um you know we try and implement them with our sparring um but there was never like you know we're, we're competing in the British Open in eight weeks you know fight fight camp you know, starts now. It was never like that. It was just we would have our team. We'd have I think we'd have two team sessions a week. So it'd be because we are Gracie Barra Derby and Grace Barra Ilkeston. Like we're we're two separate clubs, but we're like we train together all the time. Um, because like we only we only like um they set set that up a couple of years. Oh, I can't remember when they set it up. But yeah, it was it was predominantly Grace Barra Derby, and then it like they split into Grace Barra Derby and Ilkeston. Um, and then we go there for team training um, and we go there because um, they, they've got like quite a lot of higher belts. So we used yeah, to do I'm a sure lot. Yeah, of... and the rest of it, like, really high level. Nils, yeah, so. yeah. Some absolute savages up there. I mean, we've got savages in Derby, but, you know, like there are a lot of mm. high level competitors in, in Ilkeston. So we go there quite a lot. But yeah, so um, it, there was no real camp as such. It was It's just kind of like 
you know, when, when we do team training, you show up and we do a lot of sparring, like try and bring your A game kind of thing. Mm. I mean, that's always an interesting sort of atmosphere at that because the nature of having that affiliate club who isn't your direct club, you get that kind of in, it was like an inner club kind of feel where it's like, okay, it's a competition, but it's not, but it kind of is, but it's not. Yeah. It's like when it's you like spar someone your way, it's like, this is fire, I reckon. Yeah. Or they reckon they're going to get it. Yeah, not fucking getting it. Yeah, yeah that it's, it. that's mine. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The blood won't be mine. It's all good. But <laughs> 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 well, no, it's going to be in that kind of constructive competition because otherwise it gets too toxic, too sort of he said, she said, whereas it's, then you both know what you could sort of, gentleman's agreement for like a better choice of words, you kind of get the nod to like, yeah, this is like, we know what we're signed up for. Yeah. Um, no before I take all of your lunch hour, um, a few questions I normally leave things on. Actually, before we go there, tattoos. Because I love the style of your tattoos. Are there general themes behind them? Is it meanings? Is it artwork you like? What's your sort of I don't know, thought process before your tattoos? Um, no, I just, uh, I, I don't, they don't really mean anything. I mean, you know, the, the first, I think the first couple that I got, they were gifted for an 18th birthday present from my sister. Um, but in the whole scope of thing, that I don't really mean, mean anything. Um, but yeah, I, I really like traditional tattoos. Um, I, I buy like loads of artwork all the time. Um, one of my mates, he owns a tattoo parlour in Northampton, so I go see him quite a lot. What's his, what's his name? He's Davide Marizani. Is that Fafugu? Is that the one? Mm, no, he, oh, oh, where did he used to work? He used to work at, um, he's got his own tattoo studio. Make some of the yeah, the back, is it back. I should really know, shouldn't I? Either way. <laughs> Either so. way, I really should know. Um, but yeah, I, I used to go to him a lot, and then obviously I've moved to Derby. Um, I've got a couple of. Um, well, I need to. I need to book in some more because I haven't got tattooed in so long. Um, my last one was it, it like a wrist. I got like a tiny wrist one, um, but that was only like a, a little thing. But um, I definitely need to get some more tattoos booked in. But obviously, we're fighting all the time. It's hard because you need to let them heal. And I mean, there was one time I got a tattoo, and um, the next day I went to Reading Festival like an absolute idiot. When and was I, uh, it was like 2014. Well, I was at 15. I, I was going to say, I might have seen you there. Oh, I think I did go Reading in 2015 as well, to be fair. But, um, yeah, I got a tattoo done and I put cling film around it. And then I went to Reading Festival the next day. And it was like, obviously, I was there for five nights and I couldn't, like, obviously I could wipe it down a little bit, but you meant to, like, the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, I was such a mom. I just can't believe I went to, a like, a festival after I got a tattoo. And it, it healed okay, but, like, there are little bits where it's, like, a bit scarred because it didn't, it didn't heal properly. So, yeah, you should really look after your tattoos after you get them done. But, um, but yeah, I like traditional tattoos, um, you know, pretty bold stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping to get some more after after these two fights, hopefully. Yeah, say for everyone there, make sure you clean your tattoos, make sure they're all yeah. nice and clean. So I have my Medusa piece on my thigh, I think, well, about a month ago now, I think I want to say. And like, oh, yeah. right at the start of the fight camp, even like prior to training anyway, I thought I'd be all right. But yeah, it's one of those, it's like you can't really watch <laughs> around it. It's like, yeah. heal pretty quickly. You can't like fuck around with it. But yeah, yeah. I'll, um, we'll end on the same three questions I end all the podcasts on. First one being, which one was my first one? We'll go, we'll go in whichever order I can remember these in. So we'll okay. go with favorite takeaway after the fight. So there you are, got the dub, got the medals, got the trophy. What are you saying? What is the damage afterwards 
Oh, it's, it's normally something like a Mackey's, which which isn't that great. Although the last one, I, we went to Barenberger afterwards because I think Liverpool and that was Bellissimo. But mm. normally my friends know that I like Biscoff spread. So mm. last time they had two jars of it. And Make I sure just, smooth. Smooth. Mm. Crunchy's always too I, That's fine. You can, you can be I, it, it looks like you like crunchy. I like both. I'm, I'm not too picky, if I'm honest with you. You know, no. Biscoff, you know, heart once with a heart once. Yeah. I mean, it tastes yeah, it tastes like, like it tastes, but yeah, I I, I um I prefer smooth. I will take crunchy if it's on offer, obviously. Um, but yeah, smooth is my go-to. So normally, like I love I love like just eating that out of the jar, like. Um, so I I eat that afterwards, and then I just I just eat everything in like the weekend afterwards, like whatever I want, whatever I've been putting off. Like you heard of Project Donut? Project I'm D. Off no, well, they're they're a, they're a big uh, donut company. They're like um, donuts. Have you heard of them? <laughs> Again, I'm not, I'm not sure with the um, outside of Krispy Kreme. I'm quite casual when it comes to donuts. But oh, yeah, I'm sure oh, you don't like oh. Yeah, these, these are like high level donuts. Uh, and they've top got two. yeah top tier level donuts, like level so ten. Paper belt sort of level. What are you saying? Yeah, like brown belt. We're talking high level belts. Yeah, um, yeah. They they do like a Biscoff um, one, and and my my friends got me some. Biscoff donuts last time as well, so I've got a major sweet tooth. Yeah, yeah. How your it, friends? God, they're, my friends. My friends are pretty good. They know me pretty well. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good to me after my fight camp. That's it. Oh, I remember my question. Now. This is the first one I'm going to ask. So there you are, about to walk out. In walks mm. you. What advice do you give to yourself to perform in the best headspace? Um, you know, just like think think about how hard your fight camp's been. Um, remember to have fun I guess it is fun it is fun like you, you know you go in there and you've trained your ass off remember to have fun and enjoy it I think that was one of my like advice that one of my coaches gave me is just like when you walk out make sure you take it all in because like you know it's it's one of those moments you don't get very often walking mm. to the cave like especially your first time like I didn't want to rush it. I tried to take it all in and like look around and be like, oh, there's my mates over there. This is my song. Yeah, this is my time. All, all that jazz. So, um, yeah, I just tried to have fun. Um, and, yeah, just stick to the game plan and, uh, yeah, go out there and, and and you know, win it. It's fun. It's, it's quite good. Because the thing with things are, is in the ups and downs and the rest of it, you're like, this is horrible. I'm going to do this. I can't do this. I'm shit. I'm really yeah. lost or whatever. But you're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't need and last one is day one white belt absolute nub full of beans full of enthusiasm comes up to you ask for advice what rule of thumb do you give them to start on the right foot um control your breathing control your like i think a lot even i did it when i first joined is just like you know when you get like even if you're really really athletic when i've like i was a proper I, like I go to the gym all the time before I went to to um, jujitsu, and like even the warm up did me over. Like I was out of breath running around the mat, and I thought I was relatively fit. Um, and I think like your ego, even if like you're a big guy and you come in and you get your ass handed to you by like a smaller female that might have been there for a couple of months later, it's just to try and take it all in and like have a good time. And the people that you meet will probably end up being like some of your best mates because they see you like through the ups and downs and stuff like that. So um, yeah, like your first session, everything's completely new. You've got no idea what's going on. You've got people choking you out left, right and center, but just enjoy it, you know, take it all in. 
Um, but yeah, just remember to breathe. I think a lot of the time when I used to spar, I was like so out of breath within like 20 seconds because all your effort is going into every little thing that you're doing. Um, but yeah, I, I try and tell people to just relax, enjoy it. And, and yeah, just yeah, take it all in. Yeah, just have a good time. Absolutely perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. Regards to people seeing you, finding you, keeping up with your journey with social media, where can they find you? It's Summer Only MMA. And I'm really... That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. There we go. Um, yeah, it's, it's mostly Instagram. I don't really go... I mean, I do have Facebook, but I don't really go on there very often. So just Instagram for now. Wonderful. So your upcoming fights, obviously you've got Ballerina against Kate Batchik on Ballerina July 17th. Yeah. The same event's still going ahead, should be the same venue, but yeah, stay posted on that one. And mm-hmm. got ticket fight promotions against Lexi Rook, is it for the platinum title? Oh, that's um Almighty Fighting Championship. Almighty. Mm. AFC, AFC. Yeah, that one Bigger is Thompson. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, when was that one? It's 18th, yeah. It was the fourth, now it's the 18th. Um, but yeah, that'll be in Liverpool. Liverpool, I think. Yeah, Liverpool. I should know these by now, shouldn't I? They'll be mm. right. Fantastic. Yeah, we, Thanks so much for your time. Check out Summer and check out the podcast sponsors. So we have the English Hypnotist. So I put my money where my mouth is. I am working with Richard for this camp. And again, it's absolutely game-changing. We speak about how the fights can really get in your own head. The preparations can really mess with you. These sort of things, they very much consume me in this camp. So again, working with Richard has been game-changing. Again, doing affirmation stuff, things, understanding things, planning things, journaling. Again, it's a very... There's something, there's something I can't explain the value. You have to feel it for yourself. General hypnosis sessions are one thing, but the conversations, having that support network, invaluable. So the English hypnotist and also good performance nutrition. When it comes to nutrition and things like this, general like protein stuff, it's all everyone's got, everyone in the month's got company. But Dan Good, he's a person who cares about people. He's a people-orientated person. His business is about that. And this is just another project where it's more of the same. It's someone who cares about the product, cares about the quality, the affordability, couldn't recommend it anymore. So good performance nutrition and the English hypnotist. Thank you so much for your time. Links to these will all be in the description.